This Eagles versus Giants edition of the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm your host, Sean second, the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin, a gutless performance by the Philadelphia Eagles losing 35 to 31 to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so much to be angry about, but, uh, and, and I know the offense deserves some blame. Brian Johnson's play calling on that last drive was horrific, but to me it, it starts and ends with the defense. Like you have to be able to get a fucking stop. You have to be able to get off the field at some point. I I can't remember a time where every play, they just move the ball down the field. And you like, even that last drive, you knew they were going to score. You knew they were going to lose. It was just a gutless performance by the defense. We have no leaders. No one is stepping up. We finally win the turnover battle. We still lose the game. Jalen Hurts throws for three touchdowns, doesn't turn it over. We still lose the game. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to start, but certainly the defense is most in my crosshairs. Rob? Uh, complete joke. Um, you know, the team that showed no heart, um, the defense quit. They weren't even trying. Um, and you know what? Unlike you, Sean, I'm not giving the offense a pass. I'm tired of it. We've been talking about the exact same thing every single year. And I'll tell you what, I think Nick is really close to losing the team. I don't know that I'm there saying he's lost the team, but he is dangerously, dangerously close to losing this team. And once you hit that point, there is no coming back. Like you're not coming back next year. If you lose this team, you already have AJ Brown saying, I'm not talking to the media basically. Cause you know, I, certainly if you read between the lines, he's not happy with the coaching. Um, you know, the, the play calling is atrocious. It's awful. They haven't changed one thing. I mean, where is their self scouting? What kind of coaches are they? if they have not been able to look at this tape and say, Hey, maybe we should throw it to AJ Brown. Maybe like a slant would be a good idea or like, Hey, it's third and 20. Maybe we should not do a QB draw up the middle. I I don't, it's unfathomable to me. The defense is a whole nother joke, but you know, they at least don't have the talent and, and, you know, Patricia did a terrible job calling the plays, but it's also not his scheme. You know, nothing's getting fixed with the defense. I I continue to be more mad at the offense, quite honestly, just because, you know, I saw someone online use the analogy. The offense is an A student that's getting like a D. The defense is like a C student that's getting an F. You know, they just don't have the talent. And, you know, it's a good analogy because it's true. You know, the offense has that elite talent and they're terrible. And Nick deserves all the blame at this point, especially on the offensive side. I mean, 
I'm with you guys. Uh, obviously, a game. Um, I think if we're going through, you know, the stages of grief, Sean, you've been a little bit in denial. Rob's been anger, and uh, I'm I'm accept this. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to fix this this season. Um, it's it's obvious at this point. I mean, and yeah, I guess you could argue that we don't have that much talent on defense, but we still have pretty much the same guys on the line. I'd argue it's pro- pretty close to what we had last season, and yeah, we gave Gannon a hard time, but I mean, uh, Desai was doing us no favors by any means, but I, to, for Patricia to come in and not be able to do anything, like completely anything, I mean, we could, between the three of us, go out there, and, you know, and I know we're Philly fans and unrealistic, but I swear we could go in there and run a better defensive scheme against these teams, especially the cards. Come on. And that Seattle game was a joke as well. Um, and uh, we could go on and on and on, I guess, and beat a dead horse and I agree, Rob. I mean, the this the offensive side of the ball is doing us no favors at this point, um, and a lot needs to change. And I actually do think Sirianni completely lost his team at this point. Um, maybe there's a way he can get them back, but I don't see it. Um, you know, you got like you said, AJ Brown. He's not talking now because it seems to be a coaching issue. Devontae looked really pissed, you know, the fact that we called that play and then he got hurt at the end of the game. Um, It doesn't seem like anybody's on board from a player standpoint at this point. So I don't know how you fix this this season. And uh, Sirianni's going to have to answer a lot of questions at the end of this. Yeah, I think, Justin, if, if, you know, you might be right. He might have lost the team. And I think once you lose the team, that's it. Like, there's no coming back. You don't come back in an offseason. Once the players don't trust you and they don't buy in your system – like you're done. And, you know, we've gone back and forth about this. I've seen other pundits go back and forth about this. So we know Nick Sirianni is the head coach. He's the guy that tries to get people to buy in. He tried to call plays when he was hired. He was awful at it, gave up and, you know, basically rode two coordinators to the Super Bowl. And now the offense is terrible. He has two bad coordinators so what is he bringing to the table, Sean? And I mean, what is the value at this point? If he if he's if he has a terrible offensive scheme and the players aren't buying in, and he hired two bad coordinators, what is his long term value? Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's not coaching well. No one would watch this team and say they're a well coached team right now. That being said, I think it would be crazy to fire Sirianni. Even after the season, um, I think you got to give him a chance to write the ship. He's earned that from, you know, I mean, he's, he's, his win loss record is really good. So yes, I'm also frustrated with him, but I think just firing guys left and right, I don't think is necessarily always the answer. I mean, he's 34 and 16 and got us to a Super Bowl in his second year. So um, he's closer to 500 without Steichen calling the plays. What do you mean? He's his records like 13 and 10 without Steichen calling the plays, I believe. Oh, well, I mean, one, they were, they were a much better team last year, period. I don't think that was all play calling. Um, but I mean, I think he does well, not on offense. They weren't, you could argue on defense. Yes. Not on offense. It was, it was the exact same players on offense. Yeah. But all right. I mean, so you think the only difference from last year was play calling offensively? Yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, losing Steichen definitely hurt him. Um, and yeah, you know, Brian Johnson has not worked out as a coordinator. Uh, you know, that being said, I think part of why they may have been losing the team was 
there's no, uh, you know, firing to size so quickly, I think in hindsight was not a good idea. Um, then you see that because like now the players are like, eh, who gives a shit? If I don't play, there's not going to be consequences for me. They'll just fire Patricia or, or move someone else around. It really, I think as bad as the was at play calling, you maybe would have been better off riding it out with him because now you see switching to, you know, firing a guy just to fire him, not necessarily always the solution, <laughs> but I would, I still think, you know, you look at, um, you know, with or without Steichen, he's still 34 and 16 uh, overall. I mean, 11 and five this year. Yes, it's been, uh, you know, disappointing these last five games, but I still think you have to give him some credit for the amount of games he's won and the fact that we got to a Super Bowl last year. I mean, do you think you would fire him, Rob? That to me is a little crazy. Well, first of all, I would not do anything until the season was over. I'm not saying you fire him this weekend or anything like that. But I certainly think it's a conversation after the end of the year. And I think you got to talk to some players, probably some of those veterans, and and get a real sense of what's going on. I mean, he if he's going to be stubborn and he's not going to overhaul this offense, I, I mean, there's no way Jalen Hurts is happy in this offense right now. There's, we know AJ Brown's not happy. Devonte Smith's not happy. There's no way Dallas Goddard's happy. He's been underutilized all year. So like, what's going to change? Nick Sirianni keeps saying, this is my offense. This is my offense. Brian Johnson's calling the plays. This is my offense. Well, like, so either he's going to just give up completely his offense and bringing someone totally new from the outside to totally revamp it with a new system, which I'm not convinced he's going to do. Um, or I think you need to look to move on. And it wouldn't be the first time, quite honestly. I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, and it didn't buy him that much more credit. I mean, and supposedly the whole reason he was fired was because of his unwillingness to adapt or, or to – you know, his insistence on his offensive coordinator that, you know, Lori or Howie or whoever weren't happy with. So I, I, look, I think it's unlikely they fire Nick. I, he probably gets another year. I think it's almost assured Brian Johnson is out. I don't see how in any, any way, shape or form you can bring him back next year. Um, but I do think, I don't think it's out of the question. And if the team totally tanks down the stretch, like if, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we beat the Giants this weekend. You know, I think if they play everyone, they beat the Giants. But if I'd be inclined to maybe just sit everyone. But, um, you know, if they get embarrassed in the playoffs, the first game, I don't think it's out if it's off the table to fire Sirianni. I mean, this is an epic, epic collapse. No, I mean, I think I think that would be crazy to fire Sirianni, even if we get destroyed in the playoff game. And to compare it to Doug Peterson, I mean, Doug Peterson had the Super Bowl in 2017, and then three years after that, two nine and seven seasons, and then four eleven and one. So he got he got a decent sized leash, and I think that was also kind of mutual in in 2020. Uh, he didn't want to have to deal with Carson. I think he was getting frustrated with the front office, so I, I felt like he got a little bit of a leash there. I mean, Justin, you, you wouldn't fire Nick Sirianni after the end of the season. Would you, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. Uh, I hate to say it. I feel like, you know, uh, I, I believe I'm not too rash and, uh, and I think I'd like to believe that I'm, you know, um, you know, a little more level-headed than the, the regular Philly fan. But at this point, I, I, 
I must say, I'd, I'd like to see who the candidates are at the end of the season, uh, depending upon what happens in the playoffs, which doesn't look good, and, and actually reevaluate completely. Because why lose the season if it seems like you've completely lost the locker room at this point? And I hate to say that. Uh, I really do, especially uh, looking at our record and, you know, the fact that when we went to the Super Bowl last season. But it just brings back, you know, the fact that we really needed to win last season. Because it's not easy to get there, right? And when you get there, you got to be able to lock it down. And unfortunately, we weren't able to pull it off. Yeah, and, you know, this is what I'll say as well. The problem with Nick as a head coach who doesn't call plays is you're always going to have turmoil, right? Because say they knock it out of the park and they hire a great offensive coordinator next year and the offense is just clicking back to normal like it was with Steichen, he's just going to immediately get a head coach and then we're going to be back to square one. It's just a constant cycle when you don't have a, a coach that a head coach that can call plays. That's why if I was an owner, I would always lean on a, a offensive coordinator who could call plays and who has called plays in the past. And that's what they tried to do with Sirianni. Obviously, he just wasn't good at it, is what it came to. And, and, and I'll also say this. I know, Sean, you think it's crazy. But if they felt it was the time to make a move and you're an up-and-coming offensive coach, it has to be a pretty attractive job to you, right? You have Hurts, you have a good offensive line, and you have three unbelievably good playmakers uh, to build your offense around. So I get it. We're not going to have the first pick in the draft or whatever, but you have a young QB who's shown he can do it and three great playmakers on offense. I mean, that's got to be a pretty attractive job, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, and Nick Sirianni would definitely get hired up in a second. Um, firing him would be, I would be very surprised. Jeffrey Lurie would fire him unless there's some crazy stuff going on behind the scenes. But yeah, that is, uh, that is, you're blowing up um, something. I that, will. Something I will say important. one thing though. I will say one thing though. If you if you do fire him, it is it would be detrimental to a certain extent due to the fact that you know any coaching candidate coming in then in the future realizes you know how short of a leash that is, yeah. and and it does kind of create the it be stabilizing. Yeah, it creates that stigma that hey, these guys uh, they're not going <laughs> to give me the amount of time that I need in order to get things in order that I need to. So um, for looking at it from just from that standpoint, um, I could see it being somewhat detrimental. Uh, but at the same time, if you need to move on, I mean, and things do get that bad, uh, I'd be more for it than not. I don't disagree with you on that, Justin. And that popped in my mind as well. I, I think really, you know, we just don't have the information to know. What's it really like in that locker room? Do the players believe in them or is it too late? Because – you know, the other thing you, you do have to just keep in mind is you have a short window with these guys, right? Like you have playmakers right now and you have short windows. So if you don't believe Nick's going to be the guy that can turn it around, you got to just like pull the bandaid and move on or else you're just wasting a year, right? Like, but if you really do believe he can turn it around and you can get the right people in there to help him turn it around, then okay, fine. Um, and, you know, we just don't know. We're not in that locker room. We're not the players. And But what you're starting to see trickle out and guys like A.J. Brown, it's it's not encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I think the – I don't I, – I think the organization – you know, the organization – organ 
I think in general, the Eagles, they need stability. And I think, you know, just firing Nick Sirianni would create a crazy situation. It would show, Hey, the coach, the players have all the power here. Um, if you're a coach and things are going well, even if you get to the super bowl in your second year, uh, we'll fire you even after like an 11 and six season. Um, if you don't win a super bowl, you're going to get fired. And I think that creates like a very toxic environment for anyone to succeed. And we already fired our uh, defensive head coach. We didn't even give him a full season. I think, I think you're just, that's a poor way to run an organization. I, I think we, sh- in hindsight already firing decide mid season was a mistake. And I think, I mean, who's an upgrade from Sirianni right now? Like who would you want to hire? Well, that's why I said, I mean, I'd like to look at the candidates at the end of the season, obviously, to see who's there. And and you never know. It's always a crapshoot, right? So I think if you fire him, it's got to be almost a sure thing that he has, you know, completely lost well, and, you know, and the her- locker room, like we're saying. And yeah, and, and anytime you bring a guy in, it's it, it you really are rolling the dice, whether it's a guy from college or somebody who's worked in the league. You're, you're just not sure. I mean, look at even like. I don't know. The Colts uh, took Frank Reich away from us. Everybody thought he was amazing. They said, hey, he was the reason we got to the Super Bowl and won. And then what? Two years later, he's out. Um, and then he looks horrible, uh, you know, in Carolina as well. So you never really know. Uh, you do need, you know, more than one season even to evaluate. Yeah, my, my problem is that, all right, we're going to hire a guy who probably hasn't been a head coach in the NFL. And then immediately imagine the insane level of pressure that is on this guy right away. I mean, the guy before him just got fired and he was 11 and six. Uh, I just think that's you're you're already putting this person behind the eight ball. I don't know who could come in and succeed like that as a first time NFL head coach. And if it's not a first time NFL head coach, it's a retread or someone like that. Like, yeah, sure. If Andy Reid wants to coach the team, sure. I would hire Andy Reid. Um, but I don't know, like hiring one of these you know, top coordinators uh, that we have that has never coached an NFL team. You think the team's going to immediately respect him? I think it's on Sirianni to fix this. He's got to go in there. He's got to talk to AJ Brown. He's got to get Jalen Hurts to talk to AJ Brown. He's got to get these guys on the same level. He's got to take. If I was Sirianni, I would take back play calling from Brian Johnson. Um, yeah, I agree with you there, Sean. I think he should do that as a last last ditch effort now because. That's really what needs to happen is is some major changes and quick, I think. And that's the one of the biggest ones he could make immediately. I don't think, and what's up, go ahead, Justin? Now I was to say uh, I don't think he wants to, because I think that I puts him on that. a hotter seat. I think if I he takes over play calling and the team doesn't do well down the stretch in these last two games or whatever, I think that makes him look even worse. And you know, this way. You know, everyone is assuming, I guess, maybe incorrectly, that, that Brian that Johnson's going to be out. Let him ride it out. I, I think if Nick takes it over, it shows that he has even less value if the team doesn't turn around. I think the biggest problem is we have been dealing with this for weeks, and they haven't made one meaningful tweak to this team. I mean, I can't ascertain one change in play calling that's occurred. So I think the bigger problem is – they just have literally no idea what to do. I think that's the most troubling thing to me. They haven't even tried anything different. I mean, and, and Sean, like you said, you say all the time, just throw slants to A.J. Brown. Yeah. It, it, it's like the simplest solution ever, but yet they can't come to it. Like, I think they just literally have no clue. And that's what troubles me. 
Taking a quick break to talk about prize picks. Love me some prize picks. So easy to put together. Super fun. More or less off your fantasy projections. You can win up to 25x. Man, so fun firing on these, uh, especially with jam-packed NFL slate this weekend. Uh, Really fun with week 18 because you get some new guys coming in. You know, will they play the starters? How long? Lots of fun opportunities to cash in over on prize picks. You can even do the cross sports stuff. Love that as well. And of course, they got the reboot policy. If your player gets hurt in the first half of football or basketball game, reboot it for the second half prize picks. The only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy again head over to prizepicks.com slash sgpn and use code sgpn for a first deposit match to 100 prizepicks.com slash sgpn code sgpn prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy and we're also brought to you by game time love me some game time tickets oh man maybe uh maybe i'll end up going to the eagles uh playoff game head down to atlanta New Orleans, Tampa, wherever they end up. And I can get last minute tickets without the stress, stress. Thanks to game time. And you know, I'm going to be using that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. That's gametime.co or just download the game time app, create an account, use code CFBX to get $20 off your first purchase terms. Apply again, create the account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And last but not least hall of fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform, parlays, player props, game lines. They got you covered. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. I will say, I actually this game, we are running the ball for the past couple of games. The thing, though, the atrocious is just, like, the end of the game and some of the play calls that they're calling, it's just like, what are they watching? Like, I don't, I don't get that. And it just shows that, like, there's just a la- lack of preparation or just they don't understand, you know, what place to call in certain situations, especially when the game is on the line and you see it time and time again from – you know, the Jets game to the Seahawks game. And then this last game, it's like, but where is that? What's going on? So it's like, unless we have the lead and we can lean on it, we're screwed. And right now with the defense, you know, completely inept, uh, you know, we unfortunately can't rely on what looks to be the most talented offense in the league uh, due to the fact that, you know, they don't know what plays to call in the most important situations in the game. Well, it's yeah, like it's- today when, when they asked him about dropping Reddick back in in coverage and his response made zero sense. And he said something about, well, you don't want to be predictable all the time or or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it's not predictable when you use a guy what he's good at. I, I mean, it's like the dumbest answer ever. Like, OK, we don't want people to know he's rushing the passer. I mean, that's what he is. He's an edge rusher. You rush the passer like I, I, it, it literally like I hear answers like that. And I'm just like, what is going on in that coaching room? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, overall, I thought really that last drive was horrific. The play calling after the penalty. But I think also like Jordan Mailata, 
deserves a bunch of blame for getting called on that holding penalty. Like, what are you doing, dude? And then, yes, those those uh, that play calling series was just horrific. But I thought the rest of the game they moved the ball up and down the field. They you know hurts through for three touchdowns. Um, they didn't turn the ball over. They did a lot. Of, they were running the ball. Um, I mean, the basically the main issue was they didn't have many possessions uh, because the the defense couldn't get off the field. They even had a couple long drives to give the defense a break. It didn't matter. Like the you know it. it you, re- I mean, they scored on uh, almost every possession. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm down to critique the offense, but I, I especially no, this game. Look, no one's disputing the defense is terrible. I, I just like, I, I've just accepted that all season. Quite honestly, I, I honestly think, with respect to the offense, you're right, Sean. At times, they have an okay drive and they score. I really believe <laughs> it's just because we have so much talent that that on those drives, they're they're succeeding in spite of the coaching. I mean, we run five plays. It's the, it's like a high school offense out there. It's like wide receiver screen, quarterback draw run for swift or like a vertical route with one of our receivers. It's, it's ridiculous. Like there's no creativity whatsoever. I I just think we have such good playmakers that they overcome it a lot of the time. I think in this situation in particular, though, this game, we had six drives. We scored on four of them. That should be enough to win the game. Um, that I think that's really just on the defense. Like, you know, I, I agree, though. The play calling's horrible. Uh, I don't understand. Like, the bubble screens, we can just lose those. Like, I don't, I, yeah, to your point, like, what are they seeing that they think, you know, going back to this is still going to be effective? I, I really don't understand it. I don't know. Any more thoughts on the offense, Justin, or or that game in general before we move on? We lost Justin. Nah, are you? No, nah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Uh, no, I mean, I think we've covered it all. We're beating a dead horse at this point. Um, and unfortunately, as we discussed, things really haven't changed enough where I can see any way in which we can win. You know, maybe we get lucky. And I said this to you guys before a couple of weeks ago. Maybe at best we win one playoff game, but there's no way that I see this team winning two in a row by any means, especially with the talent level that's going to be in there uh, that we're going to have to be, you know, so unfortunately I think that's kind of where we're at. And I hate to say it, I feel like I'm giving up on this team, but uh, it's just kind of where it is. And if you think otherwise, I don't know what you're seeing. I'd like to hear it. Justin's on to the flyers. Yeah. I mean, the case, the case for the Eagles are, they have a decent amount of playoff experience. They have a quarterback who, yeah, I thought hurts played well. Um, they have a good offensive line. They have talent on offense. If they can get some turnovers and just get any sort of stop against these offenses, uh, maybe they, maybe they get on a run. I mean, certainly not the way they're playing right now, but you know, the idea of them uh, going on a little bit of a run in the playoffs, I don't think is uh, out of the question. Now it's going to be a little bit harder because it looks like we're probably going to have to go on the road. Of course, the only way we could win the division, get a home playoff game is we need to beat the giants. And then the Cowboys need to lose to the uh, Redskins there. <clears throat> Rob, you're saying you would rest the starters regardless. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think I, the team's a disaster right now. They're tired. The defense, especially, I think if you want any shot in the playoffs, just give the guys rest. Let them get healthy. Let them have as fresh legs as possible. You're not going to fix any. I mean, it's going to be another one of these things. Like, you're going to look okay against the Giants and, like, think, like, oh, get a false sense of security. It's not going to really tell you anything. 
So like, and if you are making changes to the offense, it's probably better at this point not to put it on tape. So like, I would not play those guys, especially on the turf at, you know, MetLife field there, uh, which we all know isn't great. And, you know, and so I, I would not play them. I would just sit everyone, figure it out and not play a single person this week. The Cowboys are not going to lose. Um, so I would just, you know, you got nothing to play for. I think you, you sit everyone. Well, what if, uh, what if in the first half Washington's up, you're still, you're still resting the guys. I'm think, taking that risk. See, I think you got to play them for the first half and then see how things are uh, going in the other game. Cause I, I don't think having these guys not play for a week uh, is going to make things. I think that's going to make things worse. I think, I think, you know, going out there and trying to get a little bit of momentum and have some more positive drives, I think would be good for the offense. Uh, the defense, I would rest. Uh, I don't know who, who even, you know, the defense is such a disaster. I don't even know what you do on that side of the ball, but um, you know, hopefully getting Darius Slayback, back Avante Maddox, getting back in the rotation, Zach Cunningham, maybe these guys Didn't Maddox free hurt himself. Uh, I didn't see that. But um, I'll take a look, Justin. What are your thoughts? Would you would you rest them this week? I'm not against it at this point. Uh, I'm kind of with Rob. Like, what what do you have to gain from it? I mean, maybe you know, Cowboys. I don't see Cowboys losing uh, by any means. Uh, so yeah, and uh, I think you Rob brought up a great point too. That fucking turf there. I mean, if one of our you know key guys goes down, that's huge. You know, and I would hate to see that, especially going into the playoffs. Uh, you know, why, why, uh, why risk any form of injury and who knows, maybe your backups, Mariota, maybe he'll show us something, you know, I'm scared of a QB controversy. No, I know. I, know, <laughs> I just I, wanted to get Sean, Sean fired up about the Mariota. No, I, I, unlike, unlike Rob, I don't hate Jalen hurts. I think he's our best. I don't hate him either. I just gave <laughs> him credit. I, Come on. I just said it would be an attractive job to someone because you have the playmakers. <laughs> you guys were killing him for that ball to Devonta Smith. Meanwhile, that was a catchable ball that he threw while getting a blitz right in his face. Like, come on, the guy's not perfect. He was eighteen to twenty three for three touchdowns. He's not. He the was good. Line. He looked. He looked good this week. I will say, he looked. He, I'm he looked not saying he's the. Look, good. It's the play calling that's the problem. Clearly. Yes. But he has regressed this year. <laughs> I do believe that. Yeah, I mean the turnovers tell you that right? like, he's just—I don't know if he's seeing the field as well as he was last season by any means. And uh, like you said, Rob, I think it's partly the scheme, um, and maybe a little bit of regression. And maybe Brian Johnson was just, by all means, a better quarterback coach as well because he seemed to just thrive with him there and and stake it with the play calling. So who knows? It's probably hard to have a lot of confidence when you run four plays and the defense knows exactly what you're going to run every play. So. Um... That's probably not helping him. Yeah, I mean the uh, the the QB draws have just been horrible. I don't I don't understand uh, what he's what he's doing with that. It's just it's just tough to watch. So you guys would I, see. I think that's. I kind of think. I mean, I don't know. I, I would definitely play the starters for the first half, at the very least, and then you can kind of see how things are going in the Washington Dallas game. But um, one, you don't want to miss out on a chance to win the division. That would be huge. And then two. I don't know. Just giving these guys a week off seems like it's going to make things create more tension and, and more animosity. Like you almost need to put them back in and, and try and play through some of this stuff. 
like for me, if the, the starters haven't played and the last time they played was this Arizona game. Um, I think that's really bad. I just really, this should be, uh, I, I think this should actually just be a game where five certain starters should play. All right, Justin's cutting out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe what Justin was saying is just let the water boy call plays and see what happens. <laughs> You'll probably get the same results. Uh, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the Giants game. So, Rob, your play, so what do you think is going to happen in the Giants game? Do you, do you think Nick is going to play as starters? No, I, I don't. I, I just think there's nothing to gain. I, I really, I don't think you're fixing anything in that game. I think if you are making offensive changes, like I just said, and trying to do be more dynamic, why put it on tape at this point? Um, so I, I would not. I, I just think, I, I mean, I guess you're right. If Dallas somehow miraculously lost, you would. I mean, they almost dumb. lost to Dallas. Um, they almost lost to the Lions. I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I just think this team needs a big regroup and and anything they get from the giants game is not going to be anything significant. So I, I think resting them and letting them at least come in fresh for the playoffs to me is a greater value, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I just think those guys, I, I think they have no legs left. Uh, you know, I think some of the rookies and um, you know, it just seems like they're tired and, you know, we need everything they got if we have any chance to win in the playoffs. So assuming, uh, and it looks like Justin's connection uh, died out, but uh, assuming um, we, lo- uh, you know, assuming we don't end up winning the division, it sounds like we're either going to go to the Saints, Bucks, or Falcons, kind of depending on how those games shake out. Rob, if you had to choose, who do you want to face, Saints, Bucks, or Falcons? You know, it's tough because I don't watch any of those teams a lot. Um, I'll say the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons um, are. Uh, I mean, just my gut. You know, I don't know. Desmond Ritter in a playoff game. I like our chances. Now, same with Baker. I think maybe the Saints might end up being the toughest one, but also we could probably, you know, the way our secondary is playing uh, against those Bucks receivers. They, you know, Mike Evans. They might have a field day with us. So I, I don't really know who the easiest. I would, I would guess though. Atlanta Falcons is the dream scenario. All right, Rob, let's let wrap things up. What is your score for the Giants game, and who is your uh, least most valuable Eagle? If you have- am I assu- am I assuming the starters play for purposes of this score? Well, no, it's it's your it's your prediction. I don't know if you if, do you think do you think Sirianni is going to play the starters? Um, I I think no, and, and I'll say I don't know. 17 to 13. I'll say the Eagles still get a win somehow. I, I don't know what the Giants are really playing for either, quite honestly, at this point. Yeah, I think it's going to be 24-14. I think you'll see the Eagles starters for like a quarter and a half. And then uh, Mariota and the crew in mop-up duty. So, uh, yeah. And, and most valuable Eagle Boston Scott. This is actually where Boston Scott gets <laughs> back into the touchdown realm to take care of business. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the diehard Eagles podcast for Rob, for Justin. I'm Sean stack of the money green. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.